Hello, 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 Cryptonauts! Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, and we are here to bring you an exclusive interview with Luis from BrickBC. All right, Luis, before we get started, I got to ask you the icebreaker question. Are you ready for it, buddy? Yep, yep, shoot away. All right, the icebreaker question is, who has had a positive impact on your life? Well, in terms of um, obviously, yeah, obviously, my parents always had that they they um, had a major impact on my life. But in terms of post parents, uh, my my life partner, Melinda Alexa, who's actually also my uh, co-founder in BrickBC Projects, uh, so she's had a massive impact on my, on, on my life. We met very young, um, and uh, today we're very proud to have two kids who are twenty five and twenty two. So, Melinda's uh, one that's had a major impact in my life. And we can continue to do so every day. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. All right, Cryptonauts. Yes, finally here. We finally got Luis on the podcast. That's great, man. All right, Luis. So uh, before we get started with, with what's going on with BrickBC uh, and what you guys are doing there, I would mm -hmm. like to ask you uh, to introduce yourself to the new mm -hmm. listeners and followers that are watching and listening to the podcast. I know you emailed, emailed us a lot of details, which is great because we've never actually had someone email a lot of information to us about you and, and the company. So it's great. But go ahead and mm -hmm. just introduce yourself. And, and yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah look, it's, yeah. I'm Luis Miguel Lexo. I'm the managing director and co-founder of BrickBC Projects. Um, uh, we're tokenizing real estate property here in Australia. Um, we, we're very proud that uh, we were the first ones to tokenize a real estate on the Ravencoin blockchain. And uh, we, get, we every day we, 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 we hold that in very high pride in terms of given the, the respect we have for the, the Ravencoin community. Uh, but yeah, look, in terms of uh, my co-founder, co as I mentioned earlier, is uh, my wife, my life partner, Melinda Alexo. And, uh, and basically, um, uh, we, we thought that uh, we, we would find a way to provide um, real estate to the everyday person when we sort of went down the rabbit hole three years ago. And here we are providing that solution to for anybody to be able to get into real estate. doesn't matter what part of the world you're at. doesn't matter your, whether you've got um, you know, $10 to your name or you've got uh, $10 billion to your name. But it's, it's very much aimed at the everyday person. Obviously, if you're, if you're a billionaire, you're not the everyday person, but uh, our model is very much aimed at that. The everyday person to be able to access real estate. So um, yeah, so a bit, a bit, a bit about me and what, what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, let's see, Luis. Tell me your history before mm -hmm. you got into BrickBC, before you got into crypto. Yeah. Before you got into Ravencoin, how did you? Yeah. What did you do before all of this? This is all, you know. I would say more or less new. It's a, it's a new experience for everybody. But there was a life before crypto. What did you do prior to that? Yeah, look. In terms of, um, I'm 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 an Australian CPA accountant, so that's actually been my training. Um, family boy, family was always involved in real estate and in the construction game. But um, but again, that's uh, your parents uh, advise you to to take a uh, easier route in life to be able to then to to that's not as hard on on your on your body. And my father is a you know former working carpenter and. And obviously, that's it's very hard work. And um, so basically, I went down the, the track of actually uh, being a CPA accountant and doing all, obviously, going to you know, uni and doing the qualifications. So, yeah, but so before all this, um, yes, yeah, so basically, last last 28 years, I, I've been a, a strategic accountant uh, working with um, family businesses and 
and very much mentoring and and, and providing the, the the pathway for um to be to be be better successful businesses in terms of and typically the the businesses have been in in the real estate in terms of property investment uh, you know, with builder developers or or builders or trades, uh, but there's always a link uh, directly or indirectly back to um, real estate property uh, and building construction. So I've always been around that sort of space. Um, I mean, to this day, I still advise um, some of these businesses that um, are involved in, in in real estate. So for still very much uh, on the journey with them. Um, so, uh, so for for me, that's uh, that's been my background, and and uh, I mean, be, before we even, I became qualified accountant, I was I was doing real estate probably back then in terms of wow. renovating it. So my wife and I, Melinda, we, we that's something we were always even before I became a qualified accountant doing before then, and we continued to do so, and um, uh, and that sort of brought about the the frustration in terms of when we start talking about. Um, not everybody's able to access access real estate and three years ago having to basically have a look what blockchain could do to solve this problem in terms of because it's become harder and harder for for people to you know the everyday person to try and get into real estate or, or build an investment portfolio in real estate um so again basically putting my thinking thinking outside the square and and uh, and giving the people's feedback and friends family and Contacts in general that they that banks continue to be hard to to, to lend money. Uh, obviously, we're ever increasing in terms of real estate values. Um, so it's it's become it became it's becoming harder and harder. And three years ago, uh, when that rabbit hole to like, learn everything about blockchain um, and work out if blockchain could provide the solution, and and uh, going through that whole 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 you know. In terms of like Western countries, as we know, I mean, we've got these set of problems in terms of you know, clunky banking systems and obviously increase in property values. But on the other side, in terms of where you've got developing countries, they've got a different set of problems. You've got people that never banked before. You've got people in terms of with the corruption that goes in some of these developing countries. So again, different set of problems, but again, they just can't get access to real estate um, to, to make their way in life. And, uh, and I guess that's, that's what we're trying to try to sort of come up with a, with a model that um, very much anybody can come into real estate doesn't matter what part of the world and whatever whatever your um, you know your your wealth situation is is that um, you, any anybody should be able to you know be able to access real estate the, the real estate benefits that um, that brings to everybody um, so that's sort of the the, the history behind it in terms of from uh, uh, working with businesses and mentoring businesses to actually now helping people as well in terms of real estate. Um, yeah, you definitely have a lot of experience tech. in real estate. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. I didn't know you had all. You, basically, yeah. you were born. You were born into real estate. That's great, man. I was. I mean, I was as I said with my father being in construction and so all the major projects here in Brisbane. I was going to those sites in terms of whether it be stadiums, whether it be first high rise in, in Brisbane. Again, that's stuff that I was always around as a kid. So it all became very natural in terms of those fundamentals and uh, things coming, you know, second nature, things how you see cycles and all that sort of stuff that goes on. Um, so, again, that's, that's all the stuff that you're exposed to as a kid growing up and, and thereafter. <laughs> Cerberus here in the chat says you're a very, very experienced guy. The hot glasses that, that you're very legit. You know, a lot of people love you. You're, you're yeah. a very charismatic person, and you've been dedicated to, to pushing mm -hmm. out uh, BrickBC and 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 just uh, the Ravencoin community, you've been a real big support. It's amazing to, to see you do that. And you don't, you, 
there's nothing stopping you. That's what's amazing is that you're just like a like a bullet train. You just keep going and going and going, like nonstop, <laughs> man. There's been times where I jumped into your space and there's only one person there, but you're dedicated and you still you still push out episodes. Like there, like there's a whole audience there. It's amazing. It's amazing how you do that. Um, yeah, look, it's for me and Jonathan, and thank you for those nice words. For me, it's like it's you got to be consistent. So regardless whether you, you, you get nobody, you get a hundred people. You, you, for me, it's always about, about being consistent. That's and that's come from in terms of groups I catch up every month. It's consistency in terms of catching up at the same time, same place every week, regardless whether you're the only one turning up or whether you get 100 people. It doesn't matter because obviously with the stuff with this, it's always recorded anyway, so people can catch up in their own time. So I think, exactly. I think consistency is, is a key, yeah. All right, so what was the first crypto project you got into? Like what was the first thing that got you into crypto? What did you hear? Was it Ethereum? Was it Dogecoin? Was it Bitcoin? What, what, what was the first thing that, that really got you interested in looking into, into uh, crypto? Yeah, look, probably, I mean, 2011, I was exposed to Bitcoin. Um, uh, a friend of mine, as in, okay, go ahead. as in terms of him telling me he was actually trading Bitcoin. Um, he was an IT guy here in Brisbane. He had a business, a global business. And um, I mean, he was involved as the sort of the, the merch facility between the gamers and the, and the gaming houses globally. And, uh, and he was obviously very high, high knowledge in terms of tech. Um, and he was actually explaining to me that he was actually trading Bitcoin back then. And I think back then it was something like oh, $10, I think it was Bitcoin in 2011. I can't remember. Don't quote me on it, but it was something like that. And, and he saw Bitcoin as being uh, sort of the next, next best thing in terms of you know, decentralization and having people power and so forth. And but he went down the rabbit hole trying to explain to me the very nitty gritties of it all. And, uh, and again, it was just like, it was very technical for me. So I said, look, look, Mark, I said, I love, I love your passion about what, uh, that Bitcoin, but for things, I haven't got your technical knowledge in terms of IT. Yeah. And uh, this, the thing that scares me, like you lose your place, you lose your, your, your keys back then, you've lost everything, you know. So for me, that was very scary. Um, and then basically, yes, yeah, so I sort of parked that to the side and, and then three years ago, when I, I sort of come across a few things and um, went down the rabbit hole. And the first thing I actually bought was actually Bitcoin. So Bitcoin was actually the first, I think I bought, um, I think it was like $1,000 worth of Bitcoin on the actual Bitcoin app. What, I got what it made, down. What made you trigger? Yeah. I mean, yeah, three years ago, it's, it, yeah. it was already mainstream. People already knew about it. Is, is that yeah. why it was easy for you just to just uh, get, get into it real quick? Yeah, only because it was like now you had apps that you can actually use to before you had to actually obviously you know, in terms of the way it lighted on your laptop, you actually had to be really sort of you had to be sort of deep understand in terms of IT back then. Yeah, Whereas yeah. now you can actually have an app and you can just buy through an app Bitcoin. I remember um, those days. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like okay, if I'm gonna if if I'm obviously going down the rabbit hole, you need to be experiencing things. You need to be doing things. You can't just read about it. You got to be doing it. So I guess that Bitcoin was the first crypto that I bought. And then from then on, I actually opened up an account with uh, the coin, um, uh, coin spot here in Australia and I started buying, um, you know, started trading some, um, some uh, Ethereums, uh, some, um, uh, you know, quite a few different types of projects. I started learning about different projects and what they did in, um, you know, with Link and, uh, and a few other projects. Um, and again, I, I want to understand in terms of that whole centralization, this centralization across the different projects out there. Uh, whether the blockchains, whether they're in terms of with Link, in terms of what it does, the purpose. So for me, it was about, yeah, look, I, I, I was going on because I was um, putting on a few kilometers a, a week and I was doing sort of 100 kilometers on the weekend on, on the bike at the time and I'd have my podcast in and I was, for me, it was about learning everything about it and from different angles, 
because uh, I think you need to you need to understand all different types of projects. And uh, so that that through that through that stage, I got to know very much a lot of different projects uh, across different areas and uh, on blockchain. And and it convinced me that um, that was actually the future in terms of how we can actually provide tokenized real estate. And people can just buy a fraction of a property. They don't have to buy a whole property. They can buy a fraction and be exposed to the benefits of property. Um, yeah, but so Bitcoin, long, long, um, long story to the, in terms of what it was, Bitcoin was actually my first um, project, John. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you, have you, ha, here, now here's the serious question. Yeah. Have you actually read the Satoshi White Paper? I've read parts of it. Uh, I mean, there's obviously a lot of projects. And for me, it was trying to get as, trying to get as much knowledge in a very fast way as I could. Um, and uh, sometimes it's cheat notes, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in terms of different projects, you just want to get the sort of the key points around it. And, uh, and I guess it's, uh, it's trying to um, read efficiently um, in terms of picking up different points from all different projects, the key points. And I guess that's what I did, uh, trying, to, you know, trying to sort of uh, cram as much as that. Uh, and we've all been through that, uh, no, no yeah. doubt in terms of, I uh, remember back my uni days, you know, there's always those stages you're trying to cram and obviously you, you learn very fast. Uh, efficient ways to read, right? <laughs> but um, but obviously then we got obviously exposed to um, you know Ravencoin, given obviously what happened with our journey with uh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Brick Bar. So, just um, backtrack, yeah. you, you yeah. and your wife, you and your wife yeah. came up with with Brick BC, which is the company, yeah. Correct, correct. So Brick BC Projects is an Australian company, registered company. And that's obviously our center point when it comes to in terms of the marketing, in terms of the, the, the platform is very much the center point of our business. Yeah. Pulling up the website now. I'm going to scroll through it and, and show the mm -hmm. viewers and uh, mm -hmm. just just uh, audibly say what I'm looking at here for the listeners. Mm -hmm. So if you go to brickbcprojects.com, you'll go directly to the website. And it is there's a lot of uh, 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 images here of, of the city. What city is this, Brick? Uh, Brisbane. 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 Yeah. Brisbane. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Scrolling on down, you have home, residential properties, the About Us tab, the FAQ, the media, Brick BC and Spotlight, and contact us. And then uh, down below it says Brick BC Projects, quote, provides access to anyone from anywhere in the world to own at least one brick in real estate property. And these images that he has here are the actual properties that he has available on brick bc if you guys want to invest into this th this is what you're getting right there that's amazing stuff these houses that, are beautiful that brisbane property there actually last monday uh, actually i must get tron to actually send me the photo because we actually stopped by tron was actually tron back was actually here with his wife um last yeah. monday and that he actually that? talked to, i actually had some photos we actually took photos there with him in front him and monica in front yeah, of the, the prison property, yeah. You had them but I must get it off. I must ask him to send it to me because it was actually done on his on his on his phone. But I must actually ask him to send it to me. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have any photos? Are you able to share them? In terms of Tron in front of it? Uh, yeah, I I probably go to your Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> on on Twitter, I've actually got uh, pictures there with Tron when Tron was out here on Monday. Okay. With so the I'm story bridge Twitter. behind us. Yeah. I'm on your Twitter yeah. page at BrickBC, and it's B-R-I-K-B-C. Correct. All right. So here we go, scrolling on down. This was uh, with Tron. Let's see. So last Monday, we um, we actually got the pictures there with the Story Bridge uh, in the background of us. We were actually in the city. 
looking back towards the story bridge. Um, so if you go down that uh, last Monday, there it is. I'm able to pull it up here. But I must grab the ones that it, we took. Uh, I took of um, Tron and Monica in front of the Brisbane property. That's um, there it is. But that yeah, so that way we're in the city there, and with the story bridge, the iconic story bridge in Brisbane um, in the background there. Yeah. Why why is that an iconic bridge? It's uh, it's it's very because we 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 call the River City, and that bridge there. Is very much at the centerpiece because basically got the city where we are here we're sitting we're actually standing on the city side um and basically you've got this understory bridge still on, on this side here around on the bridge you've got uh, howell smith wolves where we actually it's uh, a quite a, a, a sort of mixed entertainment precinct with restaurants and hotels and so forth um so everything sort of centers around this area here for now because we've got the, actually the the new casino being built on the other side of the city and that's actually uh, one of our city cats, which is the just the boats that, that take us, um, moves people around. Um, so it's a river transport. Um, well, so it's what we call city cat. Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably call it a ferry yeah. in the US, but yeah. Correct. Right, well, that's it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So I think I, I did feel sorry for Tron, the, 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 the Tron and Monica because they came out of Salt Lake City, where it was minus five, and they landed here, which. Um, I think it was uh, it was around thirty degrees on Monday Celsius, so um, quite extreme oh. temperatures for them. <laughs> All right, and now I'm back to the website brickbcprojects.com. Scrolling on down, uh, Australian real estate property available to all on the blockchain, which is very important. We're going to talk about that later. BrickBC digital token uh, digital property token provides entry access to real estate properties to all people from all walks of life. BrickBC Projects provides the platform to buy the unique initial property tokens linked to each real estate property token series by focusing on presenting high-quality luxury real estate properties in blue-chip locations in Australia. Each Brick token series represents one real estate prop property project. Anyone around the globe can own at least one brick. That's beautifully said. That must have been artificial intelligence that wrote that. <laughs> that was pre. That was pre. Pre AI. <laughs> but now, obviously, yeah, the different variations there with AI. But that, that was pre AI. <laughs> All right. So now that we're on this website, let's talk about Brick BC. What 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 led you up to create Brick BC? Obviously, you've been a CPA accountant for 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 many years, and uh, you're into the real estate uh, business. You said you got into crypto, and you kind of just meshed everything together. And it look, it, it, from my understanding, it's actually working. It's actually succeeding. There's, there's, there's value in this. People love this idea. Explain to me how you and your wife ultimately determined that this is the way you guys should go. Yeah, look, it seems, as I said, it came, about, it came around with the frustrations of the clunkiness of the, the banking system in terms of people's ability to borrow money and obviously the ever-increasing property values. Like if you have a look in terms of here in Brisbane, for example, uh, over last um, some place over the last twelve months, they've gone up thirty six percent in value. Some of these properties. So again, it's it's becoming harder and harder for the everyday person to 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 build a, an investment portfolio in property. Um, and, you, know, you know, you start talking about young people coming through. And, you know, twenty, twenty two, twenty five year old, uh, even to, to even get started in real estate, it's even harder. So, so what 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 we, we as I said before, going down that rabbit hole in terms of whether blockchain could provide a solution. Um, then obviously in doing that, I had to come up with a model that basically met all the compliance. So firstly, 
it was making sure that, um, again, I was fortunate I'll give my skill base and working with structures over the years uh, in terms of legal structures and companies and trusts and so forth. Obviously, you, you, know, you, you know, a lot of that stuff is very second nature. So for me, it was about to basically put, because when it comes to real estate property, compared to other things, um, there's, it actually crosses a lot of legislations in terms of capital gains tax. So with our tax system here, our federal tax system, it touches in terms of capital gains tax. Um, so then they start talking about state taxes in terms of when you buy a property, you've got stamp duties, so you've got those issues, you've got land tax, it's also state tax, uh, you've got foreign ownership rules, you've got, um, so if, and obviously then you've got the ASIC rules, which is our equivalent to the, SEC, the American SEC. I'm not sure what the equivalent in other countries is, but uh, so again, it's, it was about putting all those pieces of legislation and me going through the model. It took, it took, it took me around three months to actually um, you know, finalise the model because basically you've got to basically tick the boxes, making sure you have to be compliant with all things. And uh, once, once we'd done that and, and they say, well, we, uh, we meet all the stuff when it comes from an Australian perspective. Now we need to talk to somebody who's actually the global leader in actually creating platforms on the blockchain yeah. and, and meeting the blockchain rules. And obviously this is where we reached out to Klaus um, Scanning, the CEO of Undigishares, and sat down with him over Zoom over many sessions And uh, because obviously I couldn't compromise on our model from our legislation perspective and because it met all the things we needed here. So we went through various variations how it might fit in terms of blockchain. So... And again, that was a, that was a it was a, a challenging piece because obviously I couldn't compromise on our model, but it obviously had to sort of meet within the blockchain rules. And um, so, again, we we got to a final solution to to because back then this is a, this is what this is um, sort of early two thousand twenty one, um, and uh, and and back then obviously uh, well the the DigiShares only offered um, the Ethereum blockchain to tokenize real estate on. Because what DigiShares does, obviously as advisors, but also they create the actual platform, the IT platform. Because uh, I'm not, I'm not an IT person. I don't write code. Obviously, we have to rely on on finding that that global leader that uh, in that space, like DigiShares is. Um, so they create the platform and maintain the platform, uh, the IT platform, which is our property tokens platform. So, for, so basically, once we established that uh, we, we could do it. We, we, we basically um, focused on the Ethereum blockchain because that was the only thing we could tokenize on. Um, it was November November 2021, John and, and Jake, and um, we all know what was happening with NFTs, right? NFTs late 2021 were going crazy. Um, obviously, with OpenSea, it was going crazy, um, a lot of the um, NFT projects. Uh, and that was causing huge gas fees on the Ethereum blockchain. We were trying to tokenize, we started sort of late October trying to tokenize the Koala property token series, the Brisbane property. And it, uh, it, kept, it kept saying it's, it's um, $28,000 US to tokenize the series. Uh, mind you, like when we started that um, earlier on the year, uh, it was, it was going to be sort of $800 US to tokenize the series um, using the uh, ERC-1404 token uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, and um, it just kept coming as 28000 And then basically before Christmas, the day before Christmas, I get uh, from the team, the DigiShares team, I get, a, I get a message, you need to get on there now because the, the, the gas fees are just like tanked. It's dropped. There's not much activity before Christmas. 
It's just that that hour and uh, ended up costing us. I think in the end it was like nine hundred dollars to tokenize the series as opposed to twenty eight thousand. Um, and we are talking about US dollars, so obviously a lot more when you start talking about Australian dollars. Um, but yeah, so basically we we did. But that what what that done for us? It was a realization that Ethereum blockchain wasn't going to be a solution. wasn't going to be a sustainable solution, not just for us to tokenize series on it, but also it would be a massive um, friction for our token holders when they're buying and selling uh, our tokens, the friction. Because, oh, I mean, you, you, you guys probably experienced the same in terms of when you were trying to oh, get yeah. money out oh, of a decentralized yeah. platform like your trust um, you know, wallet. Uh, it was costing you to transfer. It was costing you 100 bucks, 200 bucks in gas fees um, for something that might have only been $50 you're trying to get across to another, you know, another platform. And... Um, so again, it was, we, that was sort of a realization to us that Ethereum blockchain wasn't going to be a solution. And people spoke about layer twos with Polygon, but no, for me, it was always about if we're going to do this, it's got to be on layer one. And I, and, I, and people talked about layer twos and obviously lower gas fees with Polygon, but for me, I don't know. It just it, I, I want things simple. I'm a very simple person, and I like to keep things simple. And we were trying to bring mainstream in. It's already hard enough as it is. So it's critical to make sure that it's, it's, it makes things easy for people. And introducing a layer two solution to address the gas fees is just another layer of complication that people don't need, you know, and increases the friction and so forth. So, so basically from there, we, um, yeah, we, we, we started um, at that time, um, DigiShares, they, just, they were basically about to introduce um, Ravencoin as another chain so people could tokenize on. Um, so then we basically went down and researched and what it was, what was Ravencoin, had uh, obvious community involvement. Obviously, there are, I came across you, Jonathan, I came across Tron, I came across LSJ, quite a few people in the Ravencoin community, and obviously picking their brain. Uh, and, and Tron was a, ba- a big resource. I was able to ask some questions and uh, the, in terms of what is the future for the Ravencoin blockchain. But as we, as we all know, Ravencoin is very much uh, totally at the opposite of Ethereum in terms of being the centralized um, blockchain. Um, so that also that that was also a big thing in terms of that decentralization of a blockchain where no one's got control of it. It's very much up to the community to to drive it. So that that was a really really appealing as as well obviously as well as the gas fees as the the number one first while we actually explored other chains. But then you sort of start to think start sort of going through some of the, the fundamentals of the chain and the community and all those things. Um, so for us, basically, we knew that we needed to to move and. And to switch to the Ravencoin blockchain, so um, so that's so uh, so basically that's so what we set out for about in that January last year. Although we obviously had to go with the Ethereum with the Ethereum property, the Koala property, then but we knew the second property, the Gold Coast property, was going to be on the Ravencoin blockchain. And we launched then the the Gold Coast property last November, and um, and, and obviously all, all all properties in the future will be on the um, on the Ravencoin blockchain. Yeah. So you said you uh, you met uh, Klaus, right? Yes. Klaus, Klaus from Klaus. Digi- DigiShares. Uh, Correct. How did, yeah. you get, how did you get connected with him? Uh, yeah, look, out of all a... the people in the out of all the people in the world, you got connected with an amazing person, and I <laughs> met him last year. We met him, Jake and I. We met him last year over at the Blockchain Expo here in uh, Santa nice. Clara. Yeah, look, in terms of you know going down that rabbit hole and researching who's who in the zoo, and um, and having a look who were the global leaders out there in in terms of uh, as as um, as service providers and, and advisors in terms of blockchain, um, we we went through a few to have a look in terms of who was there. We we found around three 
Um, but in the end, uh, look, DJ shares in obviously how engaging Klaus was and, um, and very helpful um, and, and made the time to actually understand because obviously they had no clients in Australia. They're still, we were the obvious first clients in Australia. Um, they had clients in South Africa, obviously America and, and a couple in, in Europe. Um, so we were very much sort of the, one of the early clients that, um, that we you know, sort of came on board with them. But so, so basically through that, through that building that relationship with, with Klaus um, uh, in, earlier on, it sort of it, it told us a lot, a lot about him and, and, and his organisation. And, and the, what they're about in terms of helping in and in and trying to obviously succeed um, and uh, and I guess that sort of came from that in terms of you know and, and today a lot of my colleagues around the world who, who are planning tokenizing real estate and I always say you need to have a chat with Klaus there's your starting point you've worked out what you've got to do if, you know locally but your next, next conversation should be with Klaus and how can they help you and what what you can do so for me yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's about um, yeah researching who's who in a zoo and and finding the best of breed and then uh, having the, that that chat like the with, with Klaus. The crypto space is a small small world, man. So when we met him out there, I was like, hey, I know you guys. Yeah, breakfast. Luis is always talking about you guys. You know, it's amazing to see you guys out here. And I said, hey, you know what? Because uh, this was right before the first Ravencoin Global Awards. I said, hey, yeah. uh, I think you guys are actually uh, been nominated on the Ravencoin Global yeah. Awards. So it would be nice to see you guys out there in, uh, in Braveland. But uh, you guys are competing against uh, a few other, you know. One of them is Brick BC. So let's see who comes out of the winner. He, he, Klaus chuckles. He goes, <laughs> well, you know, uh, we actually did set him up. So we should be the winners. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, well, it's it all determined. It's all it's all based off of the community. We'll see what the community says. And to be honest, I was keeping track of that, and he was winning. Uh, you know, uh, uh, DJ Shares was winning by a long shot. But yes. then the, the table the tables turned as time went on. The tables turned. I was like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. You know yeah. how the community made these votes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and they're, they're fantastic. DJ Shares, like with Klaus. Obviously, they're, they're, they're expanding. They've obviously got a lot of new clients coming on board, a lot, a lot of institutional um, clients. Um, but they, um, they, they, again, they're, they're not just talking. They're actually walking. They're actually doing a crowdfunding themselves on the blockchain. So they're actually in the middle of that right now. Actually, last, last week, I think it opened up last week. So they're also walking it themselves, yeah. Nice. In terms, obviously, in terms of their company, obviously, they don't antagonize real estate themselves. Obviously, they provide a platform create the platform, maintain the platform for their clients like us. Um, but obviously from a, an actual company tokenizing a business, they're tokenizing their business in, through a crowdfunding model on the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Mm. All right, so you, you have, uh, you got two tokens here. You got the Brick Wallows and the, the Brick Dolphins. Mm. Let's talk about that because I believe that's yep. that's primarily what you're working on, yeah? Yeah, correct. So they're, they're live. They're, 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 anybody can buy into those too. Okay. Um, how does how does the purchasing work? You know, wh- wh- how do I do that? Do you, do you have yeah. do I have to be like a certified real estate investor to to purchase the stuff, or what's what's the no. deal? No, again, anybody can buy it. So uh, the the only thing is you got to do is obviously you got to come on our platform. So as you can see on the website there, you, can, you click the button there to go onto the the platform. So BrickBC Property Tokens platform that takes you into the um, into our um, property tokens platform. So if you haven't got an account, you can create an account for yourself. Um, and then basically the, the, the stages after that, you've got to provide the KYC and AML. So in terms of your ID, um, which has been challenging um, because obviously, you know, a lot of people don't like the um, providing their, their ID information. So that's been a bit, bit of a challenge for us. So obviously 
again, it's, it's, it's one of those things that um, as uh, in terms of tokenizing real estate, we have to do we, as part of the compliance. Yeah. So people so, yeah, have to be Correct, yeah. So they've got to provide, you know, in terms of proof, in terms of who they are, in terms of driver's license, uh, and also a proof of address. Um, if your passport's got both, then obviously I need your passport. It shows who you are and what your address is. Um, so you just need two pieces that basically can prove those two things. So once once they're on there, people obviously go through and fill the information in terms of uh, the next of kin. Obviously, if something happens, we always know who the next of kin is. Um, so once they've been basically verified um, with those things in there, um, basically they're alive, they can go in there into the platform and um, basically buy. So the, 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 the dolphin and the, and the koala, they're, they're both $80 per token each. So people use either USDC. So on the, on the koala one, they'll use USDC as a swap between them. So they'll deposit the USDC, $80 of USDC, and then basically we issue with a, 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 a koala property token. Um, dolphin, we also, we actually at the moment, we, we are accepting Ravencoin because obviously the Dolphins was tokenized on the Ravencoin blockchain. Um, so they can use USDC, they can put eight, deposit $80 there on, on the platform and obviously we'll give them a, um, a, a, a Dolphin token. Um, but also we do accept Ravencoin, so people just don't have to work out, um, they'll have to work out how many Ravencoins <laughs> they got to, that uh, obviously converts to $80. Um, okay, we're always trying to sort of we're always trying to improve. Like we, we've got some we have, we're reviewing some merch merchants out there to be able to add so people can actually use and again provide you know, more options in terms of how people actually pay for yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I was about to ask you. Uh, what are you using yeah. as escrow? Who, which exchange or how are you doing that in, on the back end? Is it just going yeah, so basically, go ahead. Yeah, so people basically you know with USDC they basically deposit that into our USDC account. So once they go through, they buy their deposit uh, on the platform. So they'll have the address, what the what the address is to deposit the USDC to. So once that basically comes through, then they basically approve, and then basically issue the token to the um, the token buyer. Um, with the Ravencoin, very similar to Ravencoin again, deposit deposit and working out how much Ravencoin it is um, when the when the when the person goes in there and buys it, deposit that Ravencoin into our um, into our wallet. Uh, once it's done, then basically that um, dolphin is issued to them as well. So, so again, keeping it—that's—that's that's at the moment the way. But, but, but as again, we're just trying to do, introduce a few more merch places where people can just go click on, go to a merch, and does that automatically for them. Yeah, it's just providing a few different options. Yeah, I saw, I saw that you have Ravenist down mm -hmm. here. What's what's that? Mm -hmm. Are you selling properties tokens on Ravenist? On Ravens? Oh, uh, actually, that was part of the marketing. So when we. When we actually done the marketing, uh, we, there, there was a certain time frame in terms of that people could actually buy through Ravenous and buy a um, that um, that coin there. Um, and uh, but it was a limited time only uh, as part of the marketing. And when we oh, the, before the okay. launch, um, they basic once if they bought that, they would then we actually then obviously they had to go on that platform and we issued them with the with the the, the, the koala property token. So um, so there was a limited time only as part of our marketing campaign. One, um, one thing that's confusing me that I don't I, yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on here. It's the, the counters. You got two counters here, one for the koalas, one for the dolphins. Yep. Yep. Uh, explain that to me. It says yep. visual counter, one dolphin equals 10,000 brick dolphin tokens. What's going on there? Yep. So uh, to give people an update in terms of where we're at, so the, the koala property, so that's, uh, there's 33,000 koala tokens available to, to, to buy. So at this stage, there's 1,243 sold so far of the of the koala of the koala token so 
Um, again, we just got there. Obviously, we're still under, still under one, still under a thousand. So we just say, okay, well, each koala head represents a thousand. Obviously, we haven't reached ten thousand yet. So it's obviously not even half, not even a. <laughs> it's, it's a partial koala at the moment. So less than one koala. So, but yeah, we got because um, obviously each prop, it's it's um, obviously. Each prop is treated in its own series, so people buy into a specific property token series. So the koala prop, when people buy into koala, that's where we're at with the koala. And then the dolphin, uh, it's also got its own counter. So uh, the dolphin token series, um, we're up to 3,365 koalas that have been sold out of the 33,000. Um, so again, it's not even a full dolphin um, that we've sold so far. So that just gives people an update as to where we're at. Obviously, you, the sooner we sell out those, that, those um, the, the series, I present the dolphin, uh, once we've sold 33,000, that means we can actually then sell on the property and the journey starts in terms of renting that property out. Yeah. So it just gives people a bit of an update where it's at with it. Yeah. Are you able to tell us which token is being used more to, to buy the quals and dolphins? Is it in, a raven? Um, oh, so far, well, with with the koala property, it was it was all USDC. Um, with the um, the dolphin token, so it's been a bit of a mix. Uh, has been USDC and has been some Raven. Um, given that, given that's on the Raven coin blockchain, I thought um, that would actually be quite you know obviously it's obvious because you know people there in the Raven coin community will have Raven coin, um, the native token. So. Um, but again, I, uh, I thought that actually would have been more of an uptake in terms of people using Ravencoin to, to buy the Dolphin tokens. Um, but again, like I said, it's, we, we do provide education every week and hopefully people, the pennies start to drop that you can actually use Raven to, to buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, it's, um, at the moment, at the moment, they're just a two, it, it, as I said earlier, the, our objective is to obviously introduce a few more merge facilities um so then basically people basically use any 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 crypto really and basically converts back into usdc because we we need to hold in usdc um as in terms of um only because obviously our prop out when we, when we talk about the total amount 2.6 that we need to obviously get to sell on the property is making sure that um, we've always got that because obviously we know that crypto market can, can fluctuate so that's why we always need to bring it all back to um, USDC mm -hmm. to making sure we've got that money come time to sell on the property. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it looks like it's about mm -hmm. 3,000 Raven for um, or Dolphin. Yeah. Say yeah. those. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, what was the next thing? Oh, uh, you, do you have anything, Jake, before I continue? Well, I think you guys actually covered it pretty well. I was listening through and all that Lewis is explaining. <laughs> One of the ones that things that aggravated the most me the most in uh, all the investment. In fact, John and I experienced it explicitly <laughs> with mm -hmm. with the uh, fall of uh, Celsius was mm -hmm. the fact that you have to be an accredited investor if you want to do large large scale investment. And I know why that is, at least in the U.S. I don't know if this is also true in Australia, but <clears throat> the main reason is at least. It, it seems is that the government wants to protect the people from uh, putting too much of their loose cash, assuming they actually have some loose cash, into large-scale investments. And it's, in particular, it's like if you, let's say, <clears throat> a relatively small-scale investor person might, might have $10,000 in cash that they didn't need for anything. <clears throat> and they wanted to invest that into in, in something like one of your properties. Um, 
in in that sense, ten thousand isn't really going to go very far. I mean, ten thousand maybe thirty years ago it might go somewhere, but now definitely not. And <clears throat> is that ten thousand more worthwhile for that person to just buy a, an automobile? Mm, not really a good investment, but it's it's more of a <clears throat> is it practical and would that person be in dire straits if they just sunk that 10000 into a, an investment? An investment, you can't get the money out quickly. So like you and I are talking pre, pre-show about the two uh, programs that I told you about, which one was called Concrete, the other one's called Fundrise. These allow things to do pretty much what you're allowing people to do. And <clears throat> in those cases, they actually tell you up front, by the way, you cannot pull this money out. Quickly, you you can pull it out if you request very nicely, and you can only ask once per year. You can ask us to pull you know a certain amount of money out of the investment that you've created. But really, the idea here is you're putting this money in here; it's going to stay here for five years plus. It's not going to come out. And people who are worth a million plus probably don't need that. They don't need that million, or maybe half a million, or something. I think in the U.S. now it's a million dollars. You have to be a net worth of a million, and it can't include your house. Or you have to be making at least 300000 a year. And in that case, can you afford uh, uh, losing $150,000? Yeah, you probably can't. Um, now, that's what they're, the, it seems like the U.S. in general is worried about for small-time investors. It's like, well, what if a person <clears throat> says, I have $1,000 I know I don't need. And I could give that $1,000 up for 10 years. You know, like put it in a CD or something, you know, certificate of deposit. How would that be any different than doing it, you know, it's a smaller amount of money, but let's say you had a thousand people. <clears throat> At that point, it's a thousand times a thousand, in which case a person could legitimately invest in a property. Now, all those people have to promise to, to leave that money in for a certain period of time minimum or else possibly take a penalty. Um, but the U.S. just doesn't make provisions for that. Now, with these newer systems, they are trying to get around it like private equity. But that's what I think that is the advantage of what you're doing. You're, you're pushing the boundary. You're saying, this can't stand any longer. We need a different way of doing it. And I really appreciate that you're doing it. So thank you. Thanks, Jack. And, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's one of those things to look at. As I said, you know, it's, it's, it's a better, you know, property we know is a long-term thing. Um, you know, property that you're not going to get, obviously, fluctuations like you do in the stock market or crypto market. It's, it's consistent over time, especially if you're in the right market like here. It's consistent. Like my property here, it, it doubles every 10 years. That's consistent. Every 10 years. If you look over the last 50, 60 years, that's consistent. But obviously, there's a few things that are playing now here. This could be more than double over the next 10 years because obviously, Olympics we've got here. We've got migration from down south. And so we've got a few other drivers that's causing a bit more of an uplift in terms of our property values. You said um, down south. How far down south? Yeah. I thought you guys were the furthest down south. No, no, no. That's Melbourne at the no, bottom. No, they're they're up, up, up the coast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Brisbane is, is up so the coast uh, north of uh, New Queensland. So, Or no, it's right. it's, so it's in Queensland. It's New South Wales, I'm thinking of. Sorry, that's where Sydney is. Um, Correct, yeah. So, anyways, the, so lot, we've, had a, we've got, in terms of migra- interstate migration, we've got a lot of uh, Melbourne people and Sydney people coming up to, to Brisbane, Gold Coast. Um, uh, in terms of what they they copped uh, the COVID quite badly down there. A lot of people lost their businesses, and they like for Melbourne, for example, they had a record number of days in the world for lockdown lockdown days. They had 282 lockdown days through that whole nice. wow. COVID yeah, I period. That. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. we we had ten days. Like we had ten days. I had I was having this discussion actually with Bruce um, Fenton on one of his um, 
when he was going for the Senate, and um, and he goes, oh, I feel sorry for you, Lewis, in terms of, you know, oh, I've heard the value of that record number of lockdowns. And I said, I oh, know, Bruce, actually, we're, we're totally different. That was Melbourne in Brisbane for 10 days. So <laughs> it was just totally different in terms of the, how we dealt with the whole thing. Look, not, not by objective, just by, I think by, by luck how things turn out here. Um, but, yeah, look, we, that's... Um, and then what, what that's done is basically we've... Typically, historically, Melbourne price compared to Brisbane price has always been sometimes a lot double in terms of our property values. So we've got, we got a lot of people coming up here with uh, Melbourne money, as we call it, that they buy a property here. <laughs> And they've still got the, uh, they could buy another one if they wanted to. And that's that sort of differential that it is between yeah. our property values. Balancing yeah. out of the, the areas around the, around the country. Um, I, yeah. One other th point I wanted to kind of get into is, is um, uh, when in talking with people to try to not necessarily convince them, but, but change their thinking about how, to, how investing works, are you trying to encourage people, not just looking at the long term, but looking at what, what property investment means versus, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious here, investing in an automobile um, yeah. uh, or investing in, in, in coffee. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's obviously yeah. investing in stocks, which is a long time, somewhat, somewhat understood concept for, for most people. But some people look at it as like, well, you know, the stock value can go up or down. Yes, that's true. The value of a property can go up or down. But in general, the, over the long term, most property tends to go up. Now, we've in the United States, at least, we've had times when the, the market has crashed. In 2008 through 2010, the market definitely did crash, and people did lose value of their homes. But the the thing that I would try to encourage people, and I didn't really understand this myself until I was in my 30s, was... Long-term investing means putting money away, kind of like a Roth IRA or in the United States or, um, or a, um, what was the other kind of investment I'm thinking of? People do, um, um, oh, what is it called? I, not IRAs, the, um, the investment that they do with a company. What's it, what's it called, John? I can never think of the name. Um, I want to say it's not, it's not a Roth IRA. It's an IRA. It's not an IRA. It, I can't think of the word. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is it's, it's the way that the company will invest in you for your retirement, mm -hmm. uh, retirement right. account or a uh, we, we 401k. 401k it's called here. Um, uh, yeah. So the 401k is the long-term investment yeah. where you're putting money, a little yeah. money out of every single paycheck away all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can do that, but you can also do that in, in real estate. And that's the thing that, that I wish more people would, uh, would comprehend is it's nice to take vacations, and it's great. Americans have a very different perspective on vacation than Australians probably do. But um, the idea of you obviously you can invest in uh, experiences, but that won't necessarily help you in retirement. <laughs> so investing in a piece of property will pay you back over time. It's like owning a home versus renting or leasing a home. Um, is Every dollar you put into owning a home is money you're effectively paying yourself. And a lot of people don't look at that, particularly this generation, millennials and, and, and younger. They don't recognize the value because they just don't see it. But anyone from uh, Gen X or older definitely knows the value of putting money into property. And you know you're going to grow it over time. You can, you can actually see the investment beating inflation most, most of the time, not always. But um, And so the advantage in this is giving the smaller investor, in my opinion – for BrickPC, giving the smaller investor the opportunity to do real real estate investing, honest, solid, uh, appreciative investing in something that will give you an, a potentially an immense return. 
and and the fact that you're bridging the gap away from the banks into uh, this new technology called crypto is if 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 they're not singing your praises 200 years from now, I don't know who would be uh, more brilliant than this idea, in my opinion. So, yeah, thanks. You hit it on head, Jake. It's um, yeah, in terms of the younger generation, um, the younger people sort of you know obviously when they look at some of the, what's happening in crypto and and people making a lot of money in crypto as as we know. Um, but again, we also see a lot of people lose a lot of money too. Um, so I think you, you need to have a sort of a diverse way of thinking in terms of, you know, property's not going to give you your 10Xs, your 20Xs and, and 40Xs in the short term, but it will give you consistent growth over time. And um, and again, it's uh, it's about accumulating. It's not, you know, like, you know, if I'm sort of guiding people, young people, and we're not, we're not saying go and sort of put all your earnings or all into tokenized real estate, all we're saying consistently grow over time and again this is not financial advice in any way no no, no. shape or form there's just the fundamentals there's yes. just the fundamentals in terms of you know if you look outlook obviously do your research but in terms of when you talk about the fundamentals of real estate property it, it especially now in a tokenized way is about to accumulate little bits at a time you know whether that's a weekly basis monthly basis depending what you know what you earn is about putting a little bit aside every week every month that you can just accumulate your portfolio investment so People in the past, you know, even now, obviously, traditional real estate is just so far, you know, they, they can't because you've got to buy a whole property or not. And and the, the average person can't buy a whole yeah, property. Exactly. Um, but you can now buy fractions of a property, which expose you to the real estate investment, all the benefits that come from it in, in, a, in a small way. You're chipping away, you know, that uh, I think this is where it provides a massive um Opportunity for people to, to get away and look because these these are tokens they'll obviously there's a, there'll be a secondary market so mm -hmm. once once you buy in the, the so the koala property the dolphin property there's a secondary market within our platform so for some reason in five years time you need to pull some money out obviously with a property value going up so as a token value goes up so you got the ability that if you did want to actually cash in some of you know half of it or well, ten percent of it, depending what the situation is, you've always got that, got that ability to actually sell some of it on the secondary market. Yep. Um, and that's the beauty. Again, comes back to if you, you when you own a property, if you got a property, you got to, you can only sell all or not. Yes. And sometimes when you need the money and trying to sell all, sometimes you, you might have to actually sell at a lesser price because. Obviously, there's not as many buyers in that. Right. You know, in, in, in that particular scenario, that's um, if, if things under right, the right yeah. conditions. Making so, making the again, property more piecemeal in this way. Correct. Correct. So uh, again, it's uh, and I'm big in terms of Jake. Just come back to the point you were making, Jake. In terms of education, I'm a big believer that that's uh, again. This is what uh, obviously the the sessions I do every week. Hopefully, people people pick up sort of um, some gold nuggets in terms of just traditional, just basically, you know, whether it's traditional or tokenized real estate doesn't matter. Just real estate in general, people can pick up some points around the fundamentals of real estate. Yeah. Here's my question. A lot of companies, as you know, as we all know, went bankrupt last year. How, how, how does, I guess you can't really guarantee the, that you guys won't go bankrupt, but what's, what's, what's your solid foundation when it comes to uh, Brick BC? Like, I want to feel that if I'm investing into this company, that it's not going to rug next week. Yeah. So I guess in terms of like compared to some of the um, other projects um, like FTXs of this world, some of the crypto exchanges with um, Celsius and, and we know quite a few, uh, especially over the last 18 months in terms of what happened there. 
I guess um, you know we're not we're not a crypto exchange. So for us, um, obviously each property is on its own merit, and basically these properties in their own right, they've got the value behind. So the the, the dolphin token, for example, it, there's, there's actually real value behind that each dolphin token a property. There's actually a property that exists, and uh, it's it, it, and again it's um, it consistently goes up over time. Property so. Again, it's it's not a crypto, um, although it's on the blockchain, but it has no relevance to crypto. It's a, it's an actual hard property that sits behind that property token series. Uh, in in terms of us, um, from a brick BC projects company, obviously we tokenizing these properties, and each property token series obviously has got its own merit in terms of property behind it. But in terms of us, um, again, this is all our own money that we've actually that my co-founder and I, with this is all our own money that we started this 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 company. Um, and again, it's um, it's it's a very lean machine. Um, obviously, as we grow, it'll have its own own needs. But again, obviously, given my my CPA accounting background and, and always about knowing the numbers where the numbers sit and and what the forecasting is, making sure that the the numbers always there and we don't borrow any money. So again, this is all our own hard money that's put into it. So I guess in terms of risk of actually us falling over, it's uh, it's next to nothing because. Yeah, okay. um, Thank you. Mm. So in, yeah. in regards to the mm. tokens, are we yeah. earning interest or dividends on those tokens or it's just the tokens that we're getting and those tokens go up in value over time? Yeah, so, for example, using the again, using the Dolphin token series as an example of the of the model. So it, so once the property settled, then obviously the journey begins in terms of earning rent from the tenants that are the, the tenant that's in there. Okay. So the tenant will pay the rent expenses gets paid out, paid out of it. Uh, the net rent each month actually gets invested into a crypto portfolio within that token series, because obviously that um, the, the the brick dolphin is owned by a company that by a company that's um, and then that those that crypto portfolio that's going to be accumulating in there is going to be owned by the brick dolphin company. It's actually the the actual company is actually called brick dolphin. Um, um, the, the 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 company that owns the brick dolphin series, so it will be in there. So basically, you're going to have obviously the main asset being the property. And also a secondary asset being that the crypto portfolio that's accumulating each month with the uh, with the net rent. So basically, the 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 dolphin token derives its value from the the the, the real estate and also that accumulating crypto portfolio in there. And now we're not uh, we're not buying and set, we're not um, trying to time the market. Is that we're just going to focus on the main cryptos each month and then basically just accumulate. I mean, it's not about trading; it's about just accumulating. Obviously, Ravencoin will be in there. Be a Bitcoin, Ethereum. So you, your main, your blue, main blue chip um, cryptos. Um, to keep it very simple, but it's about the cumulative. Again, this is a this is a, a held indefinitely in terms of the property, and so will the crypto in there will also be held indefinitely. Um, I'm, I'm going to safely assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, the money that's that's being um, uh, deposited or or what you guys are getting for. Uh, the, the the what crypto you guys are getting for the tokens you guys are mm -hmm. using those cryptos to buy more property yeah or no more no, no no so basically the so that the funds that are going to be raised initially in terms of selling the let's say the dolphin token that's thirty three thousand so two point six mil um that will be towards purchasing that property all the transaction costs that's involved in purchasing the property once we've um, bought the property then the journey starts in terms of renting the property out. And then that's why every month all the net rent that we generate from um, after expenses gets invested into the crypto portfolio each month. Um, right. So it's it's, so safe. it's uh, yeah. You're not you're not 
no, reinvesting in other projects and with the potential no. for loss, you're keeping it no. safe by keeping it all on one property. Yeah, the reason, I, the reason I asked that because I'm um, looking at your roadmap and you have a lot of other, uh, um, I guess, uh, uh, bricks. You got the, the brick emu, big wom uh, brick. Wom There's more coming up. Dingo. What was that? There's more coming up. Yeah, like yeah, a, so, yeah. so you're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not taking loans or using your personal money. Uh, and you're not using the, uh, um, the money that's, that's the, 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 the crypto portfolio. Uh, there's going to be a point in time where you're not going to be able to buy all these properties. because These are million dollar homes. So well, well, the thing is, figure out how how yeah. you're getting all this money. Unless you're a multi-billionaire, I don't know. <laughs> well, as I said, each property is in its own merit. So each property, you know, that, that will roughly be between between two point six, three point five million dollars purchase price for each property. So you have a look at the koala property; that's a standalone. So then, obviously, we've got the dolphin; that's a standalone. The next one's going to be the brick brick room. So once we sell the the, the the koala token series and actually you know, settle on the property then we move across we move to the next one the brisbane property which should be around the same area of hamilton um which is going to be the call of brick room so each 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 property will have its own sale of its own tokens so there'll be the brick room which will have also thirty three thousand tokens to be sold and obviously that will uh, be a 2.6 mil roughly depending on the on the um on how we negotiate the price on that one to, to buy that property um, but yeah, so each, each property, it's standalone, it's done right. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the, the crypto portfolio is accumulated for the Dolphin. It'll be its own funds in there in terms of its own crypto, and it'll be quarantined within that um, special purpose vehicle that owns the Dolphin token series. Yeah. So here you have two locations that I'm looking at all, all, all your prior, your, uh, your bricks. Mm -hmm. You have Gold Coast and you have Brisbane. Are you expanding anywhere else or will this be updated to uh, expand to other, other cities as well? Or are you only going to focus on these two locations? Yeah, we, we're focusing in our state of Queensland. Um, next year, everything going to plan next year, we're actually introducing Sunshine Coast. So, so Brisbane's in the centre and you've got the, the Gold Coast, which Gold Coast, which is 80 kilometres south of Brisbane. And then we've got um, the Sunshine Coast where Cerberus is, uh, 80 kilometres north of um, Brisbane. So we're just standing, basically focusing around that roughly that 200, 200 um, kilometre radius, but it's on the coast. It's all on the coast. Um, we love we love our coast here. We there's not much, not much happens in the centre of Australia. Everything everybody lives on the coast. <laughs> is that going to be Brick Roo? <laughs> brick Roo being Brisbane. No, Brick Roo being Brisbane. So the, okay. the timeline we've actually got there, they're all. They're all um, Brisbane and Gold Coast properties. Um, the first, um, the first eleven there we got on, on the on the timeline. Um, we like to think that um, next year we'll actually introduce the Sunshine Coast one. Um, so our objective is basically that the first um, these first eleven ones, and then the second year we we our intention is to do twenty properties per year thereafter. So just to keep to that sort of numbers between Brisbane, Gold Coast, and Sunshine Coast, come second year, um, yeah. Obviously, they'll be subject to demand in terms of obviously, um, you know, obviously how we how we work through these will be subject to people actually buying and selling out the token series. Would um, you consider? Yeah. Would you consider, or would BrickBC consider partnering mm -hmm. up with other companies and establishing Brick in other countries? We've actually had approaches actually only just last week about um, yeah. about America about that's America. Why, that's why that's why I brought that up because I, I I was listening to that yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and the answer was no. Nah, look, we want to focus here in Queensland. Um, uh, okay. It's um, the thing is, John. Look, we, 
I've built a lot of um, relationship, relationships in terms of um, our Brisbane Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast over the last 30 years. And when you start talking about town planners, you start talking about architects, builders and, and, and developers. And, and again, this is where my network is. So it is, a, it is a massive point of difference for our token holders to have my network where I know, I know who to go to and obviously things can be done more efficiently and sometimes given obviously relationships, sometimes that I don't have to pay fees to certain advisors here when it comes to where it be town planners and so forth and because of the relationships I've built. So I, I see that as a massive point of difference. Um, and also, like, even, like, even going to another state, you've got different laws in terms of when it comes to state laws. It does vary a little bit as well when it comes to you know the some of the state taxes. So although the the, the, the fundamentals are similar, they're just different rates how they charge. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's about keeping things very simple and um, and keeping focused. And uh, and again, you can't be everything to everybody. Um, and I see that um, you know there's enough opportunities uh, here in our, in the three areas that we're focusing on to last us a long time. And Obviously, as you know, there's the 2032 Olympics here. That, yes, um, looking forward to that. <laughs> and we haven't even, like things haven't even, there's nothing really that's even impacting the property values at this stage because that, that sort of kicks in sort of three years out um, typically. And we, had, we experienced that in Sydney in 2000 Sydney Olympics where three years before the Olympics, things went to, into turbocharge as far as property values were concerned. Dude. Um, so we haven't even seen anything, any of that yet. That, um, that's what I was wondering about. So in, in 32, which mm-hmm. is what, about uh, 11 years off, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. I said that right. I have the back. We're nine years off, pardon me. I flipped it around. And anyways, what I was thinking about was absolutely mm-hmm. the, the property prices and, and it, particularly wherever they d- decide to place um, mm-hmm. the stadiums and the events is going to just yeah. skyrocket in price. And what I was thinking was if, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to, but presuming mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all your properties fill up in over the next five years, let's say, um, perspective of you know positive return here and expecting that all these properties do would you consider doing um commercial real estate as well not just these homes yeah look i I think they're different that that in terms of skill base and the different it's a different model when it comes to commercial um although i've been obviously with with um, people in, in terms of advising and mentoring some guys that have been as property developers in the commercial space i i understand it but residential, I know back back to front. I, okay. I know the fundamentals. I know, you know, you just because obviously you've been around long enough. A lot of a lot of that is actually second nature, and it's focusing what you know where your strengths are. And my definitely my strengths and 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 Melinda's strengths is always been in residential. Um, okay. And uh, and again, look, there, there probably is going to be some. You know, I hope I hope there is in terms of that somebody will do commercial here, uh, in tokenizing real estate from a commercial perspective. Because again, massive opportunity as well. Exactly. Um, that's that's what I was thinking. I was, thinking maybe you yeah. could just join as a partner with another group that was doing the same thing. Yeah. So. Maybe I could just give maybe I give some guidance to them and tell them mm-hmm. the, who who to speak to. Right. Right. And right. Yeah. <laughs> provide the framework and uh, they can sort of do it. Because again, it's like some of those things. You, uh, I, I want to make sure that it's we're very clear what we do here. And like when I, when we got actually got talking about um, there's somewhat in US in terms of whether we'd be interested. in and I said, look, now I need to be very focused here. What's happening here? So there's no mixed message exactly. in terms of who we are, as as far as Brick BC is concerned, um, location, type of property, and so forth. So it's very clear what we do and and what we what we're about. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, there, there's some. There was something uh, on your website that that, that mm-hmm. 
that became a question mark hovering over my head here was the thought you know it's it's very obvious all your mm -hmm. your, your your brick projects are all 100 percent residential and you guys are mentioning commercial there is no commercial here on your website why no, are you going they're with not commercial and right exactly why aren't you going with commercial or apartment complexes well or, or as you other, said other as you said yeah. john it was it's just not his wheelhouse yeah so mm -hmm. It's, not. it's it's uh, again like I said we've always been in residential and that 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 all comes second nature you know the, the you know the fundamentals back to front um, commercials obviously there's a different different elements to it that that it is different uh, to residential um, yes. and and I hope somebody will take a commercial mm -hmm. as I said before because I, I can see there's a lot of opportunities there in commercial yes. in terms of but it's a different kettle of fish when you start talking about um, gross returns. And also the in terms of capital growth, they are very different. The two, um, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I understand. It's just not mm. not something you're wanting to pursue in the anytime future. So no. As I, as I say, you, you focus on your strengths, exactly. and you, and you, be, you become very clear in terms of who you are. Right. And exactly. um, yeah. you, you can't you can't confuse people. <laughs> yeah, we have brick. We have, sorry, we have Brent in the chat that says a brick BC mm -hmm. does make sense. Coastal city growth is being rocket fueled by the Zoom boom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've um, we've had a lot of. Um, I mean, this, these just to give you sort of um, geographical sort of overview. So the, the where the the the, the koala token series is, it's um, so it's a suburb, prestigious suburb called, called um, Hamilton. Um, so at the very um, west part of Hamilton, which is quite a big estate. Um, we've got obviously very a lot of prestige properties, um, like like obviously the koala property, uh, which I actually actually showed um, Tron Black around in terms of so you can actually see um, some of the typical properties that are actually in the area. But then at the very very east part of Hamilton is where the Olympic Village for um, the, the 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 athletes village is going to be, and they've started yeah. doing some of the civil works there as well. So um, and and again I actually showed Tron. I said you're actually witnessing. And it's very raw form. So when if you do come out here, 2032, you can actually say you, you saw it in its raw form when they started building the athletes' village um, for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So again, just it's a very quite a big estate. But obviously, what that does is actually as as things get closer, some of the executives for the sponsors for the companies involved in the Olympics, they will be living here for uh, at a certain period of time, and they will want actually to rent these properties here. To actually live while you know might be a three-year stint, might be a five-year stint, might be a ten-year stint. Some of them, but typically they'll actually rent the properties as opposed to buying it because most of the time the companies will pay for their accommodation. Exactly. And 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 again, these companies are already um, taken up by. Um, there's quite a lot of high-level um, numbers of renters in the area, and they're typically executives of um, public listed companies, large private companies that live in the area. Um, and they typically do rent them. They don't actually buy them, um, unless they're obviously staying here. Definitely, they'll obviously buy it. But typically, so they they are rented by executives that um, that live in the area. Yeah, hmm. and that's going to be obviously more as the Olympics is closer, exactly. in terms of um, relocation, somewhere to, to to be closer to the action. Yeah. Right. Let's circle back to our main questions here. So, um, mm -hmm. in regards to Brick BC, right now it's you and your wife. Is there any other career opportunities? With Brick BC, somebody that's interested in that, what uh, what can they do? do yeah, look in terms of at the moment, obviously we, we've got our team. Obviously, on the IT, what did you share on the app? We talked to all external to us, and um, 
but as we as we get through these property token series that we obviously um, got on, got on board, we are going to need obviously more resources around the marketing side of things in terms of helping because at the moment, obviously, I'm playing a big role in education, educating what uh, what tokenized real estate is all about and what uh, what is brick BC all about. So we will need as as we as we move forward. There will be opportunities in the marketing space in terms of you know, engagement with with, um, the, with the community, um, content creation, social media management in terms of the platforms. Yep. Um, so we, we see uh, it bringing those resources and, and those people can come can come from anywhere in the world. Can doesn't know again with technology these days, and given obviously uh, how we do things, um, it can come from anywhere in the world. Um, and secondly, in terms of distribution, in terms of relationships around the world, in terms of how we actually get these in front of people in terms of from the distribution perspective so building the relationships around the world that can help us with the distribution side um so that's sort of the two areas that we see as, as critical uh where we provide a career opportunities at brick bc um, as we move forward yeah right so this is obviously a, a unique thing you know uh, real estate on, on on blockchain so the next question is what what would you give or what advice would you give someone that's interested in a career that's 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 similar to yours what you're doing now Look, I think um, I'm a big, a big believer in terms of mentors. I think um, anybody that's trying to, you know, do same thing what I'm doing, what we're doing here, and what what I'm doing personally, is um, you know, is, is find good mentors because um, good mentors can actually fast track your your career in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Um, okay. you, know, you know, learning from those people that have done it before, and and given obviously blockchain, we're all very early and start talking about tokenized real estate being very early is uh, find those mentors that um, can give you that clear pathway what's ahead and um, so the more you find those great mentors um, the, the the quicker it'll sort of fast track your journey to 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 you know start doing in terms of tokenizing real estate and building your own platform um, that is great advice yeah. thank you mm -hmm. thank you mentors mm -hmm. listen all right mm -hmm. listen mentors everybody mm -hmm. needs a mentor Beautiful. absolutely absolutely all right. What is okay? So obviously you you have a lot of experience in, in, in life and in a lot a lot in, in real estate and even in crypto. You're you're starting to learn a lot more in crypto, uh, but obviously you didn't know all this years ago. So if you would have to go, you know, back in time, what's one thing you wish you had known when you first began your your whole career in with Brick BCN and real estate as a CPA accountant? Yeah, look in terms of. Um... Learning the fundamentals is always critical. Um, so I think you need to go back and, and learn the fundamentals. And again, if, if I sort of go back in the, back in the beginning, um, you know, it's um, if, if I had those mentors and to be able to fast track and learning the more fast track, the learning the fundamentals of real estate property, it certainly would have helped. Um, fundamentals of running a business. Because the thing is, there's, there's, a, there's uh, over the years, I've come across um, some great technicians where it doesn't matter what business, whether they're builders, whether they're trades, whether they're property developers, they're, they're, there's a lot of great technicians. But what, what they lack is the business side of the brain, as I call it. And so running a business is, uh, is, is, um, is a skill base. And uh, unfortunately, uh, just because you're making it, you might be a great technician doesn't mean you're actually a great businessman. Um, or, so the people that actually realise they haven't got that, they seek out mentors, they seek out you know, advisors to be able to help with the business side of things. So 
again, it's um, yeah, I think if you if you sort of go and seek those mentors in those different spaces, and um, and, and if I had that done that, I certainly would have been further, I think, much quicker, and uh, and obviously not make mistakes. So we all, you know, we all make mistakes along the journey, but uh, the less mistakes you make, the the less costly it is, and and, and obviously fast tracks in terms of your journey. So. Yeah, basically, yeah, as I said, make sure, you know, learning the business, how to run the business, the fundamentals of running the business is critical. Um, and again, like I said, coming back to those mentors, seek those mentors that can help you and expose you to that. Uh, and also blockchain in terms of learning the, um, you know, learning what blockchain is all about. Uh, because again, it's, um, we all know how much it can actually, it will, it has changed society right now. But, you know, you fast track back that in 10 years time, you look back, and we realise how much um, society has changed. Just like we look back at the internet back in '92, and at the early beginnings, and and where we are now, how much it's changed society. But I think blockchain will be much much faster. I think, and I think in ten years' time we'll look back and realise, wow, that was um, that's amazing. Like, and some things we even know we don't even know now. Just like we didn't know back in back in '92 what what that looked like. All we knew was going to be good for society. But we didn't even think about some of the things we've got now. And I think it'll be the same case with blockchain. Um, yeah. That's great. All right. So as we get ready to wrap up this episode, um, I do have a couple more questions here. So um, obviously I didn't ask you all of the questions. So this mm -hmm. is my time I'm going to ask you. If you if you yeah. were the host of this podcast, what's mm -hmm. one question you would ask yourself that I have not asked you that you, you feel is very important? Yeah, look, in terms of, um, you're probably thinking, um, I guess you're probably thinking, you and Jake are probably thinking about in terms of, you know, given obviously my history and in terms of being a, a you know, a CPA accountant in Australia, look, mentoring businesses and, and obviously being in real estate, you're probably thinking, what would you, what would you start something that one, governments are very around the world, most governments around the world, I think there's only very few, that actually are negative towards blockchain, anything blockchain. Um, and really, it's a very, very small percentage of people actually know about blockchain and related projects. So I guess um, if I was to ask myself a question that you haven't asked, I said, why, why would you do this, given that uh, you seem pretty happy with what you've achieved so far? Yeah. In terms of those two spaces, why would you do, given the, the circumstances around it? But look, my, my answer to that would be that, um, you know, look, I've, I've always been an early adopter of technology. Now, if, if I can sort of go back to, you know, like 93 when I was a young, young accountant, just came that basically started my journey in terms as a student and um, I was working part-time in, in, in an accounting practice. Um, I actually introduced my old uh, accounting software, um, uh, which was obviously a server-driven um, software, which basically for... There was no such thing for any small, medium-sized business. They didn't. The big companies obviously had their own ACPAC software, um, and but obviously it was very costly. But for the average um, small to medium-sized business, they couldn't afford to have their, their accounting system, an actual accounting system, to actually record income and expenses all done on a manual cash book. We basically took the cash book, coded it up, and actually used a, a very clunky system, uh, accounting system, to be able to generate your trial balance, profit and loss, and balance sheet. So I was actually the first one. To, to introduce that to the practice as, as a young student accountant. So again, because I love technology and I knew that would change a lot of businesses to be able to uh, find it and you know, basically work out for themselves where they sit uh, at any given time in terms of what's happening, profit and loss, 
uh, and, and position around their business. Um, again, back um, you know, in 2008, um, again, where, where uh, all, a lot of accounting systems, a lot of businesses were using the accounting system because MIAB did actually make the change the thing here in Australia. Um, but a lot of uh, 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 businesses um, had those in, in a service, either a local server or uh, uh, you know, a drive, a, 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 um, a server for the whole firm or the local drive or the computer where they held the accounting system, the MIAB accounting system. Um, so it was very clunky because basically you had to take the, the file to your accountant and then your accountant done what he needed to do and, and then basically you then had to actually go back to your assistant and make the changes to make align those. And 2008 came um, cloud accounting, accounting software that came out to Australia from New Zealand called Xero. Um, basically, we were the first to, to adopt in terms of our accounting firm. We, we were the first to adopt um, Xero accounting software, um, which again was very, um, very unique because it, it was it's the, the the file obviously sat on the server. It was very much doesn't matter where you're at. You can use your iPad, you can use your you know, So there was no. It was just that basically, you know, uh, access to your accounting software from anywhere, anywhere anytime um, sort of approach. Uh, so that was after meeting the two founders that came out from New Zealand to expand into the Australian market and finding out. And I said, that'll change, that'll revolutionise all small to medium-sized business here um, in terms of you've got all your advisors that basically got one central point of access data uh, in, a, in a live manner. So that was back in 2008. And... Um, and I guess we go 2022 when we first tokenized the real estate property. Again, we saw the that um, the clunkiness of um, when you start talking about real estate, as I said before. And uh, again, we saw I personally saw the 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 way that tokenized real estate could really change how people can access, access real estate. So that's sort of I gave you sort of a long story only because to to articulate that um, I've always been an early adopter technology, and I've always been a big believer that um, you know always trying to find technology solutions to assist business systems and processes to make things better in terms of what they're doing. And that's now the same thing in terms of how do you, and also in terms of helping people's lives. And again, we see traditional real estate, the clunkiness of it, and now tokenized real estate to really change people's lives um, in, in terms. So again, obviously I'm, I'm fortunate I've got all the skills to be able to um, work at the model and, and, and be able to see uh, a solution to a problem using tokenized real estate. Um, and again, here we are. So, but look, look for me, um, John and Jake. Um, for me, whether whether BrickBC succeeds or not, it, it does. It makes no changes to me financially, to my wife and I. Um, but I know what we're doing will actually change a lot of people's lives around the world. So. That's sort of the closing on that. On that, um, I know. That's I know it was sort of a long wounded, long wounded oh, um, answer to your question, but that's um, great. That's yeah. great. My brother from another crypto mother, Luis. Thank you for being on the podcast. So, with thank that you, said, I want to ask: Where can our listeners and viewers uh, reach you, contact you? Uh, just want to chat with you and know more about Brick BC. Yeah, look, we 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 run. Um, I run. I host the weekly shows on on Twitter Spaces. The um, the Brick Q&A, which is very specifically around us in terms of what we're doing tokenizing real estate. It allows people to you know, get the latest information, what we're doing, what's happening, and, and, and obviously provide a bit of edu education at the same time. Um, so that's every week. Um, on, uh, on the oh, – you're going to put, put me on the spot there. It's uh, every Wednesday, uh, US, um, and that uh, time zones. I'll put um, – I've got uh, I've got about on Twitter space, so you'll, you'll find me on Twitter space all the times. Uh, so it's the same time, same same place that we do. 
Uh, also do a uh, on um, Thursdays US time. Um, also do a uh, what is real estate tokenization? That's more generic. Where it's about uh, providing generic education. Where I have speakers come on uh, who are at the coal front, whether it's coal front or blockchain. But obviously, I try to sort of stick it to um, tokenized real estate to provide again continue to provide that education uh, for people from different um, chains in terms of what they're doing on, on with real estate and and so forth. So um, and look in terms of our website. Obviously, uh, there's a great um, content there in terms of what we do, how we do it. Uh, but Twitter Space is our, it is one of our major um, engagements with, with the community where we keep everybody updated and share some funny things and share my brick walks that I like to share around in terms of. Um, yeah, I love showing, those, those little video clips. <laughs> I love them, man. They're great. Well, that's great, John. Did you like it? Uh, okay, we try to sort of, um, yeah, obviously the Gold Coast and Brisbane trying to sort of showcase in those brick books, what's what it's all about. But yeah, look, there's, there's different touch points. So on our Twitter space there, uh, sorry, our, our Twitter on the profile, there's the, the brick tree, which has got links to our, all our platforms um, in terms of we do have YouTube, Spotify. Uh, we do all the recordings always put, put on Spotify and Anchor. Um, we use YouTube in terms of the, the brick Q&A. We do put up the video of, its, of each week on there as well, the video version of it. So um, yeah, Discord, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Reddit. So, uh, but the brick tree gives you uh, sort of all those points on the, on our uh, profile there on Twitter um, in terms of all those points to different platforms. Yeah, great. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, brickprojects.com uh, forward slash brick tree. Great. Well, Luis, thank you. I got to thank you personally. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. It's it's been it's been in the makings for a while, so I appreciate yes. you being on the podcast. All right, no, thank until you. next time. I want I want to see some progress updates. We'll get you on the podcast again soon. Um, with that said, Jake, you want to roll us out? Yes. Thank you all for listening and watching as we all have it from our coin tree. You can check that out. We have places you can donate and places you can check us out both, uh, for social media and for future episodes and our schedule as we will have many, many more interviews coming up in the near future every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific in the U.S. As we say at the end thank of you, every Jake. show, thank you, John. yes, thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate you very much, Lewis. As we say at the end thank of every single much. show, stack sets and, and hodl. hodl. Adios. Uh,